Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. State of the art Japanese animation. That was a beautiful scene. It was really that beautiful. Was nice. I felt, I felt, I felt our hearts combined for a second yeah. there. <laughs> we, we really got the power of friendship going on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're back. We're back, baby. Matt's back. This is good news. Yep. Yeah. Hi, Matt. I'm here. Our trustee. Matt, I, I listened, I listened to your guys' podcast yesterday, yesterday, no, Friday night when I was packing up records. Oh yeah, I listened to the the two uh, Bakemono Bakemono Gatari, <laughs> as it were. Um, I, uh, I'm curious. Like, I didn't realize I was pronouncing it wrong, or maybe I'm not. I don't know. I'd like to I, sort this out by by just like asking somebody Japanese how you're supposed to pronounce those. Well, like I have always heard it, uh, Mona uh, Monogatari, and like I was trying to like dance around it, but then. Brad made his declaration, so. <laughs> it was a great show, wasn't it? Oh, I love it. Like, I didn't anticipate how much I actually am diving into it so hard. I, I thought it would just be something that I watched, and I would always have the option for more more series, but then now I, here I am finishing the second season, and oh, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. It's so good. It really is. I'm gonna get on that uh on that on that train eventually. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. It's I believe that when I when I see it. it. It's more than just the average harem anime. It yeah. is. It really is a, a spectacular piece of art. Yeah, like it, it masquerades itself as a harem, and when I you look at it, it it is effectively a harem. But I don't get that that harem energy, you know. Like the main protagonist, I actually like. He isn't just. He isn't just some figurehead for me to assume I am because I'm no yeah. Aragi. I'm no Kuyomi. Yeah. And I, I, Aragi works really well because he's, yeah. And, and a common, the cliche problem with a lot of these harem anime, as we all know, mm-hmm. is that the lead guys are totally unattractive, right? They're just blank slates yeah. and you're left wondering why, why are all these women flocking to him? Yeah. He's not particularly, um, appealing in some way but Araragi at once is kind of relatable in the way that he's written but mm-hmm. also you see kind of his moral fortitude and his intelligence and his empathy mm-hmm. in a way that makes him very appealing so you understand why all these women love him so much yeah i mean he's he's not your you're not your, he's not your typical harem shithead like to the effect of like from this season rental rent a girlfriend like the protagonist in that is an actual piss stain like <sighs> no redeeming qualities but Aradagi, i'm like i'd i'd be i'd i'd, I'd let Aradagi, i'd join that harem yeah i mean i would he, he is he is very likable and there's you know uh 
especially the way that that series itself is formatted to where you're not always getting a straight line of a story. It's not always just, you know, action, then second action. It's action, then flashback to why this happened. I, I like that. It, it creates a lot of nuanced mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched, I watched the first two episodes, maybe, right before we started the podcast, because it was going to be the first thing we reviewed, wasn't it? Or we were going to... Well, yeah, because we aren't... Man, Dan... Dan, me and Dan. <laughs> me and Zen were already working on um, a Monogatari panel for Otakon, and we were just going to do that as our mm-hmm. first episode. Right. But then that required you to watch it. Well, I started watching it, and, and I got <laughs> instantly. I got Ut- Utena vibes, Revolutionary Girl Utena vibes, mm, and I was like, the, oh, the school scenes are like that. Yeah. No, it it looked great, and uh, yeah, I'll continue. Maybe we'll do an episode. <laughs> It will give me incentive to watch it, you know. <laughs> well, what yeah, I, I feel what like I, what I really want to do an episode on, and I keep bringing this up over and over, is Katana Guitari. Yeah, I want to do an episode on that one too. But yeah, I feel like I feel like we have we have to all have collectively watched the Monogatari series. Mm-hmm. To do both to to what to talk about Katana Guitari? Yeah, to compare and contrast. Oh well, okay. I guess that's true. I yeah, okay. At least Bakemono. I mean, like... Yeah. All right, you've dialed in, thankfully, to the Otaku Host Club. Or unthankfully. I am Jeffrey Matsu, the new co-host to the show. I'm Dan Matsu. I'm eating a funky salad. Matt was asking me about it earlier. It's got... (laughs) So it's greens with beets, cucumber... Melon, chicken strips, and goat cheese Ooh. with balsamic Ooh. vinaigrette dressing. I got this from uh, from my friend Cristela, and it's it's kind of weird, but also it's good. It works out. That's, that's, um, I'm Amematsu, and I don't have a fancy salad. Uh, and mm. my name is also Matsu, and mm. uh, well, I'm here, I guess. <laughs> You're, you almost weren't. Yeah, you, I almost wasn't. You're, After a long day on the water. Men- yeah. Mentally, you're on the water still. You're in that kayak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I was really being obnoxious on that kayak. Like everybody else is trying to appreciate nature, and I'm just going down the going down the river, singing sticks, going, "I'm sailing away." And it's just like we're trying to appreciate nature, and I'm like, "Well, that's cool. I'm here because I was forced to be." <laughs> man has been has constantly evolved so they wouldn't have to be outside and here i am outside (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's how i feel about nature as well but when i'm actually in 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 the in the moment i can appreciate it and i'm like i'm i'm grateful that i was able to experience this peacefulness this divineness Mm -hmm. you need that every once in a while especially when you live in a city yes Actually, like I've been at my dad's house all weekend, um, and there's literally so much wildlife. It's not even funny, and I'm I keep like being like, "Oh my god, look, guys! There's a bunny! Look at these ducks! Look at these Aww. horses! And all of these llamas!" And they're like, "Yeah, like, yeah, that's just what what we have here." Like, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I got stuck behind a hay bale truck!" Like, 
And they're like, yeah, Amelia, where do you think you are? And I'm like, I'm not in the city <laughs> That's anymore. how we feel when people come to the city and they're like, oh, are we going to get shot? Or like, look at that <laughs> yeah. rat. Or look like, at that rat over there. <laughs> look Jeez. how big that rat is. Oh my how do you gosh. Parallel what is park? that? Uh, what is that person doing? They're leaning all the way over and not falling down. <laughs> I, I like I like the real Baltimore stuff. Like, why is that person throwing their trash directly down a storm drain? <laughs> why is that child taking a shit in the middle of the sidewalk? <laughs> why is that kid washing our windows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We didn't ask it's, it's the been, service. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's been scientifically proven that a, I think it was something like three hours of time in nature per week is demonstrably good for your mental health. You like feel happier and feel more yeah cognizant if you get. Maybe it wasn't three hours. Maybe it was even just like one or two hours a week of maybe of just it's just like, like real oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And not like recycled air conditioning oxygen. I don't know. I feel substantially more stressed from my three hours outside. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the face of God out there. And he was pissed. Uh, anyway. Oh. Um. Yeah, on, on an entirely separate subject, I want to I bring up something that Matt said the last time he was on here, but he didn't say it on the air. He said it afterwards. And I keep wanting to bring it up. Uh, but it we just never it just never seems to flow into conversation. But it was such a a good and salient point, and I'm still rolling this around in my mind. You know, weeks later, so we were we were discussing after the episode. Me and Matt and Amelia were still on Zoom, just just chit chatting away all night, and we were we went back to the question of why do these random people that say they don't like anime. Uh, have such loyalty to Soul Eater of all things. Like, what is it about Soul Eater that makes people um, in you know that would otherwise say, "Oh, I don't like anime," but somehow they're into Soul Eater? But why? And I have often wondered, yeah, like why? You know, but Matt made a, a very good point that, or I, I guess in the context of this, I was I was saying like, well, you know, when I am I'm showing people that are not into anime and I want to like show them the high points of anime and really sell them on the merits of anime, I would put on something like Mushishi and Matt made the point that like, well, I would say that's a very you know difficult kind of show to grapple with. Uh, and I thought, yeah, but I don't think so. It's like a very mature and, and like well-crafted story. It's really interesting. It's smart. Um, and Matt said, yeah, that's why I think it's more difficult to grasp. And, and, and but, you know, you watch that show and you wonder, like, why, why does this have to be animated? Like, what is the difference between this and live action television exactly in comparison to Soul Eater, where you really don't have to justify why this is animated and why this is like a cartoon? Like, people are approaching this stuff looking for something that they can't really get. Um, from other television and and you know when they're watching something like soul eater they don't have to justify why this was um and you know why this is animated is close enough to being a cartoon uh and i just had never thought about that and that you know reflects back on my picks for uh, our anime recommendations in quarantine where every one that i chose was like a relatively hard anime in that sense it's like stuff that could have been live action television maybe really rethink my thoughts of, of like, you know, what, what 
you know, if I'm going to sit down with somebody that, that supposedly doesn't like anime, like what, what would we watch together? How would I explain to them the merits of anime? Maybe I've been approaching this all wrong. I feel like I have to justify like anime can also be extremely smart and extremely uh, crafted, you know, can also be so interesting and deep, but maybe that's the wrong approach. Maybe I should be looking for things that don't have to be justified as to why they're animated in the first place. Am I doing your your point justice here, Matt? Do you I, even remember I'm this? Gonna, I you whatever my point was, you made it sound way better than what I actually conveyed because <laughs> I don't remember what I say at oh, all. Okay, like uh, I remember. I thought that was a, a a really great point that I'm still still thinking about. Well, I mean, like you probably put it more eloquently, and I mean, like I was listening to it and I was like, wow, that sounds w- way smarter than something I would say. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. No, I mean that that is I I I, I that is uh, my what I believe though as far as you know when you why these people do like Soul Eater because it, it is you know and, and I think my, my my key analogy for that was that Steinsgate is a really hard level on that because it's not you know mm. like there's a lot of shows that just doesn't work it, it for an outsider who's not that experienced with anime they're not going to understand why this has to be anime so yeah I I, I yeah yeah. Yeah, I can't speak on on that completely, but as far as Soul Eater goes, yeah, that's hmm. Cause I think we we did talk about this last week, didn't we? A little bit, Dan, or was it in the Sakon episode? episode. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, yeah, this you know these movies are basically could be adapted into some of them can be adapted into live action format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they are pretty accessible. I mean, you look at um, uh, Inception, and what's his latest movie? Just came out. Um, can't think of the name. Christopher Nolan's latest movie. Um, people are saying, "Oh, it's confusing. It looks great, but it's fucking confusing." <laughs> you might be able to give that caption to, to some of Cone's work, but yeah, true. Yeah, so we, uh, well, we do have news, maybe, hopefully. This segment is sort of, I feel like, it's always up in the air. I <laughs> I try to bring something to the table, but, I don't know. There's an always, like, I'm usually the only one who does. <laughs> so. Well, I, I look I look at, at the, the Reddit anime every day. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's something particularly interesting on there, then I would see it. But normally there's nothing interesting on there when I look. That's the problem, right? There's nothing substantial. The only thing I could think of is the fact that Back on Titan has a new trailer. And that's kind mm. of newsworthy, but it's not like substantial. I feel like that's, I feel like that's newsworthy. I think Attack on Titan's like hot, hot gossip right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the new season's about, about to air, right? December 7th. Mm-hmm. The official date until until it gets pushed back again. It will twenty twenty one. I mean, not gonna lie, I would enjoy that because uh, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to <laughs> catch up with it. Yeah. <laughs> I also got to catch up a little bit for the new season. Yeah, I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> like, it's my- I didn't even watch the second half of season three. Mm. I think this might be the time to rewatch, you know, the previous seasons. And talk about them on here. I think so. 
Yeah, you don't want to talk about them? I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of anime, guys. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'd be down sure. to talk about each episode being released that week, or like we would do it every two, you know, two weeks. Talk about mm-hmm. what was ha- what's happening in the in the show. Oh yeah, that'd probably be a lot yeah. easier to digest. Yeah, PS5 consoles yeah. being sold out. Not really anime related, <laughs> but I'm sure some <laughs> of us are going to get a PS5 at some point. Hopefully, maybe. I literally just got a PS4, <laughs> so like I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> My band oh, um, left. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Oh, I was like a bunch of stuff from this season already got season two announcements. Uh, Rent a girlfriend season two. <sighs> Uzaki Chan wants to hang out season two. I'm not there for that one. Yeah. Um, I why I don't need a season two. No, nobody needs a season two for that. Yeah, nobody. No one. No one. I don't. Um, hmm. Slime Dr. Ken also got a confirmed release date for January 5th, season two, which is, that's nice. That's nice. Hmm. I like slime. Well, in uh, video game news, the Yakuza series is getting a live action. So now's the time to jump on those Yakuza streams. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's getting a live action movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, but that's, that's kind of peculiar because there is already a live action movie. But it's I'm, like, is it an American live action movie? Hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah, There's, isn't isn't a lot of Yakuza like bowling and playing with chickens and shit? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what, what, what seems like a weird franchise to make into a movie, to be honest, because I, I thought the appeal of that game was everything that didn't relate to the story. I mean, I'm a big fan, and the story is like really solid, like really really solid, especially if you're into gangster dramas. And, you know, mm. just excessive amounts of people overreacting to little things. And just if you're into that sort of Japanese crime, sort of all the, you know, that sort of I was going to say lore, but all the rules that come with that. And, and mm. it is fascinating. I, and maybe that's just because it's foreign. Like, you know, I talk about like the mob and that's actually kind of scary because that's like, you know, that's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Yakuza, it's like they're in Japan. I don't have to worry about that. Mm. Tak- um, Takashi Kitano is like the best. He's. Oh, he's a god of of Yakuza movies. Uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of his, but he, you know, he's he was in um, Battle Royale. He was the basically the 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 boss in that in that in that movie. Mm. Oh, the teacher. Yes. Oh, wow! Like cool. Very cool. Takeshi. Yeah, that's Katana right there, oh. and he was in Zatoichi, Zatoichi, things like that. But yeah, his. I do like Zatoichi. Mm. It is um, Sega. Sega is going to produce it. Sega. And it's going to be a live action movie. Is it really random for Sega to do this? I thought Sega just like gave up on life and only makes pachinko games now. (laughs) That's Konami. Yeah, I I, I literally thought it was Sega too, but maybe I'm just wrong. Because Sega doesn't, Sega doesn't even do Sonic the Hedgehog anymore, right? They gave it to Nintendo or sold it, you know. Fuck yay! Is that- I-, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I don't know. I was like, uh, is that really true? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to like be that guy who facts check him live on air. No, fact check me. No, please. I'm, I, you know, I, I don't really want to touch my computer because everything and every time I touch it, it disconnects oh, the power. Chloe it's wants like, more picks. <laughs> well, right right now, it's remove useless files advised. Mm. Click here to protect your data. 
Mm. No. No hot singles in your area yet? Well, no. not yet, but if I uh, if I click out of this pop-up, I'm sure another one will come. <laughs> yep, well, there's remove useless files advised again. <laughs> I'll let you know when, when uh, Christine sends me some pics. <laughs> um, I only have... <laughs> are, is, are, is someone fact-checking me? Um, oh, I'm yeah. not fact checking, but like, um, I do, I just have like a blurb that says Yakuza is the second most successful video game Sega has ever made, beaten only by Sonic the Hedgehog. Jeez. Uh, okay, clearly I'm so just wrong about Sega in general. Then so I I looked up Sega and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, and I got pulled up with an ad, and I was like, "Why are you doing this to me? What have I What have I done to you? I'm gonna post it." But this is the ad I got, and I hope it just shows the image. I don't want it to actually take any have anybody have to go down this rabbit hole. Uh, but let me see. Uh, that is not it at all. I'll post it later. It's a it's 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 a hug pillow of Sonic with his dick out. And oh. I, I was just like, Oh yes. Why do you think I- <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just like, it's like targeted ads. You know off the top of your head, Jeff? Yes. (laughs) Jeff's got it saved in his computer. Well, there was a a really funny, uh, it was like Jimmy Fallon or someone, and there's a Sonic that came out with a long schlong, and they mosaiced (laughs) mosaiced his penis, like he's like down to his feet, and he was like dancing back and forth, and his penis is swinging back and forth on stage. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> interesting yeah. how's he gonna move that fast with his dick dragging on the ground like that though <laughs> like when, he's, when he really starts going then his dick like wraps around the bottom of his body and trails behind him like a maybe, tail maybe he's really into friction <laughs> <laughs> okay I, so I think I'm just wrong about Sega in general. If I, I don't know anything about video games, so I don't know why I even started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the PS5. Who's getting the PS5? <laughs> I Yeah, well, back to what you were saying. PS4, I only had it for a year. So We shall see. Are you getting one? Are you going to get one then? Probably not until later. Are you going to trade in, trade up? Yeah, maybe I'll trade up. I've been wanting to trade up from my 3DS to a Switch. Hmm. What games would you want to get? Um, you know, like Pokemon and Animal Crossing. And it's the essentials. Yeah, you know. I've lost a lot of time into the Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, so much of my time. I've had every um, iteration of it except for the one on the GameCube. Oh, hmm. That's the one where they were actually bullies. I had that one. I had that one as a kid, and I'm pretty sure it's responsible for why I'm so timid sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Hey, here's that thing you won." They were like, "Thank you, you waste of space, piece of garbage." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Just, hot. I've wasted. A- <laughs> So now you like pissing and getting yelled at <laughs> and being called sir. Those are your kinks. We found this out through this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. All right. It does make me, you know, I, I think of those as being like 
more under the surface parts of my personality. So now I'm curious, like who is listening to this podcast that somehow some has just had this window into my inner soul all of a sudden, you know, mom, he's talking about peeing on people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like you listen to a podcast and you start off and you're like, wow, these guys are talking about like, stuff that really connects with me. And then you get to like episode 50 and you're like, man, I didn't know that po- that host C was into scat, but okay. <laughs> Neat. Now I know. Yeah. It's a Next journey. time I see him, I'll just rub some poop on my hands and <laughs> shake his hand. <laughs> that literally gave me goosebumps. That sounds so freaking gross. <laughs> I don't... I feel I feel like I feel like this show, like rewatching it, has kind of corrupted my brain and kind of made it more immature because I just imagine you reaching, walking up to you at like a panel or something, just reaching your hand right up your asshole and then pulling it out to shake hands. <laughs> You're just going like, "Oh yeah, that's the stuff." Well, oh, dogs, God. dogs kind of do that. I was talking about this with Morgan the other day. The I was recounting the uh, the times I've seen one dog taking a poop and the poop is halfway out the dog's anus. And then another dog comes over and just (laughs) right out of the butthole, just just chomps it right in there, you know, just fresh right out of the butt. (laughs) Yeah, that happens all the time. I've literally never seen that in my life. Uh, I've seen, I've seen countless dogs do that. Jeez. I've seen I've seen people I've seen like humans walk behind their dog with their poop bag open and like trying to catch the poop as it's falling out really? of the dog. Butt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. That that seems like an like, awful lot of work to be honest. Right? Even more effort. Yeah. I've actually been walking my roommate's dogs lately just for the exercise. And like literally they do that. Like if the other one starts to poop, the other one's like, What you got there, buddy? Yeah. What you got, friend? <laughs> It's it's. What you eat last night? Mm. <laughs> oh, same thing as me, but it smells oh. better coming out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm resisting. Like I could talk about dog poop stuff for hours. I'm resisting the urge to just start digging into a lot of different anecdotes and stories I got about this. Working, and this is why we're recording five hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're gonna, so need, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna need a whole new a whole new warning for like beast, not even bestiality, but just like dog poop, poop warning. Poop warning. <laughs> but it's gonna be a bestiality I was, so, warning. I was well, surprised it's funny you were talking about penis because Osamatsu-san has so much penis in it. <laughs> yeah, like so yeah. much, like so so much. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe we should just dive right into Osumatsu-san right now, and then we'll talk about what else we were watching afterwards.
I actually have I have a burning question about Osumatsu-san, and as I was so I was you know watching the show, and I I remember texting with everyone, being like uh, you know this is not like this show is brilliant, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was it was fucking great, and I definitely would not have watched it on my own accord. So I'm I'm really pleased that that we had the opportunity to to watch this. Um, it it really is perfect for what it's doing. But also, I felt like, well, I'm not sure how much there really is to say about this. You know, it's not like this is some, like, thematically deep kind of show that's really touching on conversational topics. It's just, like, really fucking funny. Um, But then a question came to me that occupied the entirety of my mental space for the duration of the show after this occurred to me. Mary, fuck, kill. Who's it going to be? (laughs) <laughs> out of the out of the sex tuplets. Oh damn! You can only pick three of them then. Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. Well, hmm. I didn't even think about this. I did. <laughs> wow, uh, interesting. <laughs> well, like, do you is, often think about that? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. At one point, like when this show was coming out, I was watching it week to week, and. It was one of those things, like, you know how, like, you know, there's, like, this sort of stigmatized, like, the stereotype of JoJo fans being, like, you know, you watch JoJo? Like, constantly, like, any anime recommendations, you should watch JoJo. Well, it's kind mm-hmm. of the same way with Osamatsu, except I was shoving it down my roommate's throat. <laughs> uh, my room- roommate, who is a is n- a known just connoisseur of, like, that sort of, like, yaoi and stuff. Like, he's mm. wild about it. Uh, and I was like, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's funny. But at some point, I just thought, like, which one of these would be the most tolerable? And which one would I settle down with? <laughs> and I have already formulated formulated my answers. I would fuck Jushimatsu. Uh, Jushimatsu. I bet it'd be wild. I bet he'd be into anything. Like, <laughs> I, Would he I, have the en- enough mental fortitude to, to stay focused, though? I mean, I'm. I mean, like, it's not about him staying focused. I get aroused every time he says "hustle, hustle, hustle, hustle." So I'm already there. It's interesting because I I thought the exact same thing to a T. I would also what? fuck Juicy Matsu because you he, that dude has got to be good in bed. He's physically. He, you know, he's got he's got the physique. He's got the craziness. He's just yeah. like you don't think that guy is down to fuck under any circumstance. Yeah, you know? I feel like, like all of them are. Yeah, but you know, there's a <laughs> difference between like somebody being down to fuck, and but then when push comes to shove, they're like feeling kind of shy or they don't want to do it right then and there. They can't get it up. Versus, no. like, you really think that if you're like, even if you're like in a restaurant, you really think you couldn't just lean over Juicy Mountain and be like. Yo, you want to fuck in the bathroom? And he's like, yeah. And then they just run to the bathroom and you can get going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that dude's, is that the- dude's definitely down for whatever in a way that I find extremely attractive. Yeah. He 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 is. I mean, like, he's he is he is he is the perfect he is the he's the perfect package, really and truly. Like very, yeah, very I, I was really <laughs> debating whether I would marry him or or keep him on the fuck, you know? Because I, I, I might want to keep having this kind of sex life for the entirety you know and, and like it made me it really made me wonder like just how much sex life means in my sense of relationship you know just how important that is to to marriage i know why you guys want to fuck then you know why 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 because 
the voice actor is Daisuke Ono, and that is the voice actor of Jotaro. <laughs> Wow, interesting. Wow, wow. Wow. What 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 a range. Wow. So he really does know something about hustle, hustle, muscle, muscle. (laughs) (laughs) That's kinda wild. I did not know that. Like subliminal. Maybe it's like sort of you know, you hear his voice, we go, oh, yeah. You know, it's like. <laughs> hmm. So, Matt, who are you going to marry? See, I've also thought about this for a while, too. And there's only two viable options, really and truly. And that's either Choramatsu or Karamatsu. And now let me break it down on why that is. You get, you get, like, you get Osamatsu can't have any financial stability with him he'll constantly be gambling or going out or being osamatsu you go with uh any of the other ones i mean like you don't have any financial security there but choramatsu will probably get a job for you and even if i don't if like i have to get a job and i have to like you know like work or work my work my ass off for karamatsu at least i'd feel special Mm. because i'd be a karamatsu girl (laughs) i'm down for that well, guy, but you know. Right, so, I got I got to look up all their names to remember all their yeah. their different things exactly. But yeah, Karamatsu was also I remember he's the cool one, and I also thought that he might be marriage material. Definitely marriage material. Hmm. What about you, Amelia. Oh, I'm trying to think because like Karamatsu and Karamatsu were the two that I liked the most out of everyone. Hmm. But I feel like if I married Karamatsu, that I would be the like his everything because like he's socially awkward, like he doesn't have too many friends. He befriends cats, you know what I mean. So like if I were in his life, it would be like I'm the only one. No, don't have to worry. He's just like you know, my he's a simp for me. So we're good. But then like Choramatsu, he's an otaku, and I I can't have a partner that is an otaku. <laughs> so like. Hmm. Yeah. I kill though. I probably kill Ichimatsu. I don't like him at all. <laughs> like at all. Like what's yeah. He's a sad boy. Like just get out of me. Oh, get, see, get I, I, I thought that I might want to marry the sad boy because no, he's just he be seems sad like all the time. But he's he's he seems like he might be emotionally empathetic in a way that I find very you know he seems like someone that I could actually like get along with and we we would like uh, vibe. In a, in a certain way with our personalities. Cause I'm also like, I don't know, kind of like. Are you a sad boy? Maybe I'm a little bit of a sad boy. Emo. A little, a little sad boy. Emo Matsu. Maybe, maybe a little sad boy. No, but I, I, I think that maybe I would get along with him. But, and, and, but then I also thought as you, as you say, the, uh, the otaku one also is like, well, clearly we'll get along. He seems like, you know, he's cool. He's got his hobbies. He's like into stuff. That's mm-hmm. good. That's attractive. Um, so it was the otaku boy that that I eventually decided I, I should marry because yeah, mm-hmm. it's, he's he's into stuff, which is attractive. And then you know he can be into stuff, I can be mm-hmm. into stuff. He's into like, cat girls. I'm into cat girls. We can bond over that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he he already knows how to fawn over someone because he's uh, an idol otaku. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it seems like he might be like a a caring kind of partner. You know? Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. 
Yeah, some- and I would kill I would kill Toddy. Oh jeez. <laughs> do that. Yeah, but I gotta kill one of them. Nah. He's the mm-hmm. one that I like the least. Yeah. I feel that. I would kill Toddy. Well, not, now I feel like I should fuck Jushimatsu because everybody else is. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Everybody's got to try the ride once. Yeah, right? I got to know. I got to know. I mean, what? Masuru, masuru, hasuru, hasuru, masuru, masuru. In the bathhouse segment, um, which one, which penis was the biggest? That's all I got to know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> so, so, like, I... I, I this is the show that I, I recommended because it was you know the my my victory my victory prize and I recommended it because it was like all these other shows I had on my list I was like everybody talks about those like you know Love Live there's podcasts dedicated to just talking about Love Live uh, Gundam I mean like the same thing but nobody ever talks about Osamatsu San and then like I was like yeah yeah that one and then I rewatched the first couple of episodes and I was like oh god oh god <laughs> they're gonna think they're gonna think I'm a child. No, I no. thought this was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I absolutely adore it too. But it was just like, as, as as I guess it's one of those shows. Like, I'm afraid to throw out as a recommendation just because it's kind of got like this sign at the entrance mm-hmm. that says you must be this Japanese to ride or this much familiar with it because some of the bits are just wild and abs- just blatant absurdity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but one of the things I kind of like about it, and I don't know if anybody else got the same sort of vibe because on my rewatch, I was kind of like, this is giving me a little bit of honestly, like, and before like Amelia comes at me personally, it kind of gives me a little bit of lucky star vibes. And what I mean by that is that it's average, ordinary day to day things, but they present it in, you know, like as something that's a day-to-day activity, but then it becomes Osamatsu and then it becomes outrageous and then it kind of crosses into Nichijo territory. Hmm. But I also have um I don't know if any of you guys have seen Shin Atashinchi, but it's also kind of a similar thing where um it's very like it's kind of like Osamatsu where each episode has a couple different things that happen and you're following the story of this one family. Um, and the things that they do are very Japanese. Like, you know, they're, it's like a new year's day situation and they're doing all the new year's day things and like being like annoyed about it or like joking about it in a very Japanese way. And, um, I think that series also has an iteration that is, um, older. So I think it was adapted from like a, like a really old, like anime manga kind of situation as well. Yeah, have, have any of us actually seen the original Osumatsu? Yes. Jeff yeah, watching Jeff it. Has. Yeah. Talked about oh, it. We talked about this maybe episode two. And mm-hmm. it was right, right maybe right time before the time that we invited Matt on or vice versa. I can't remember precisely, but um Um Yeah. So yeah, so anyway, the it was on Retro Crush. I think it was the episode I talked about Retro Crush and how they brought on discotech anime um and just i just i just put it on randomly one saturday morning and it really um fit that need for like saturday morning cartoon you know i was gonna say yeah that's a very saturday morning cartoon yeah so the original the the original was out in the 60s there's a there's there's another osamatsu 
um, that ran in the 60s. The manga ran in early 60s. And then the one that's on Retro Crush is the one that was made in the 80s. Uh, it's not, it's not, not nearly as, as self-deprecating and, like, you know, vile as, as this version. <laughs> <laughs> it's more kid-friendly. Um, and, you know, you kind of, like, learn things. Uh, I feel like if you're at that age, sort of, like, eight, nine years old, you kind of, you kind of learn off, off the show. And Ayami is more of a main character in the in the series. Hmm. I I don't think I would like that series at all. At all, <sighs> I don't like him as a character. I yeah. I personally appreciate. I don't know if I can appreciate it more than you, but I think I could appreciate the jump from when they're kids, because um, originally they're kids in the in the original show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can see how they've grown up and all the other characters, how they've aged and like what they chose to, to how they, how they chose to modernize this, this cartoon. Mm. Yeah. Do the, do the sex tuplets retain their personalities in that original series? Or is that something that's new to this version? New? Um, Don't they go through like a, their like childhood self and then a teenage self and then an, an adult self. I, I watched it a little bit, too, after I got done with the series way back when, because I wanted to see, you know, just what exactly the adaptation was. And honestly, they didn't have, you know, like they had personalities, but they aren't the same. Right. I don't feel like they're the same. Oh, interesting. and well, they, like, was, go, they go over it in like one of the episodes where they're like looking through old photos of one of the um, sex tuplets and they're like, oh, where, when is the moment that he became weird? Yeah. Like, they're they're like, he's like, normal, it's, normal, it's normal. that they're. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh wait, right there. <laughs> well, they're constantly wearing the same outfits in the in the '80s version. They're not changing outfits every episode or half episode, so so where you can distinguish who is who. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole point is that you don't know. It's kind of like that's mm-hmm. the gag, right? Yeah, like I think the first episode is just about Ayami running into the different one of them, and they're so similar that he thinks they're the same kid running back and forth. And and this huh. one, like the hair designs are even different. So where you could mildly distinguish them if you'd seen them over and over. But I think back in the original, you can't even really do that. Right. Um, and Coon. Yeah, it's, um, it's 80 years old, so they'd probably be much older than, <laughs> than they are now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think they're like mid 20s or early 20s. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they have, you know, the the mom and the dad are more or less, they look, they more or less look the same. Um, Chibata, the guy who run, you know, has the um, Odin. Odin. Yeah, the Odin shop. He looks a little older, but he still remains more or less the same. They try to, they try to match the voice acting, even though all the brothers in the original all sound more or less the same. Mm-hmm. I like that they chose different voice actors for each each brother. Mm-hmm. What about the flag guy and the idol girl? Are these characters <laughs> in the original? Uh, yeah. Hatobo, yeah. The, little, the little kid with the, the chopsticks in his nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kills me every time. Hi, Mr. Flag. Obama! We're facing a serious economic crisis. Do you have any advice? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
え頭を英語わかんのちょアメリカンドッグ大丈夫うん。Are, are these characters at all similar in, in the original? Uh, I mean, I guess they, in some ways they couldn't be, but I mean, are they? I, I, I think Iami is still basically the same person. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's changed. He's still, uh, he's kind of a dirtbag in the original. Uh, you know, like his first introduction is he tries to break into their house and steal from them, which he does in some episode, right? Like mm-hmm. he steals all their stuff or something like that. Yep. Which is why he wants retribution or why the yeah. brothers want retribution. <laughs> you know, yeah. from like the old days. I, I guess they kind of reference some things like that, but you don't need to know. You don't need to have watched all 80 episodes uh, of the, of the 80s version. Um, but Decapan, the, the doctor, he's more or less the same. Mm. Um, you know, what's cool though, is the fact that they left the house, the houses that they lived in, the same, like the designs, but yet they're smushed in between like high rise buildings, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. I like that element because it's more like back then it was the city hadn't grown as vast or it wasn't high rise buildings and right. high rise apartments. So I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and I kind of liked uh, like that too, like not to just like read too much into it where there isn't, but I always thought like that maybe there's kind of a take on, you know, possibly modernization, mm. especially like the, you know, the first episode being in, them being in black and white, like, <laughs> like that was, and I don't even know, like I haven't seen the original. I saw the eighties one, you know, the one that was in color. Right. So I thought that was just a gag about, you know, like how old people think this, this show is it being in black and white, but then, you know, it was just only from the eighties or something like that. And I thought maybe it was like, um, like just a take on modernization because before this, I mean, I didn't know anything about this franchise. I didn't know, you know, knew hardly anything about it. And I guess it's just taking an old property and trying to revitalize it in a way for the modern times. And then them leaving the house like that, you know, something old and outdated in modern times. And I thought maybe there was kind of a similarity, maybe, or maybe I was just looking too much into this gag anime about penises and about uh, farting in the futon, (laughs) (laughs) but I'd like to think it was trying to be smart, but I'm not entirely certain. Yo, fart jokes kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this, this show is fucking funny. It really is. And I, I, I feel like I'm not really apt to laugh at, at, media i don't like watch comedy shows and when i do i I like don't really joyfully laugh but show did you know it did provoke some actual laughing out loud from me it was really great i haven't laughed anytime they're shitting on a desk anytime they're (laughs) shitting on a desk like that shit kills me yeah i i haven't laughed this much since probably excel saga or i don't know Crown Shinchan, even. Oh my god! Oh yeah. <laughs> the uh, the parent draft. I thought that segment was was amazing, <laughs> truly spectacular. <laughs> the one of my my personal favorite segments is the kerosene. Like the uh, whoever's got to go get the kerosene for the heater, and it just becomes like a like an almost like a shonen battle of them going like ha you thought i was gonna get it and i was gonna work for you toddy but now i'm gonna attack you and it just just 
hilarious. Yeah, and, and Jushimatsu really shows his. I mean, he's he's got some wits. He's got some battle wits about him. You know, <laughs> it's it's. I I I expected like nothing from the show. It was back when I was doing like trying to dip my toe in the seasonal things, and I just saw pretty colors, and I said, okay, that's pretty. That's that's colorful. I'll watch it, and then you know, kind of akin to uh, to one hundred percent Mob Psycho. Oh what? yeah! Oh yeah! Mob Mob Psycho one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm at Mob Psycho zero percent. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, but the color the color palette is very similar, mm. and it's sort of like let's take really extreme, like even going from very cartoony character designs to super realistic, kind of in in seconds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's all over the place too with your, you know, with the, uh, the Bishy boy episodes. Ooh, I love those episodes. I They're weird. wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I know, no, I feel like nobody else is going to like them, but I really loved them. Wait, which ones now? The ones where they're idols and they're F6 oh, idols. Oh, yeah. we're, 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 but they're oh, still garbage. Good. They're still garbage people. Yeah. <laughs> Like the lotion, yeah, <laughs> the lotion stuff. Literally, really fuck good. that episode. Like Jesus, I could not handle it. So why did they decide to just throw these like alter- alternative real, you know, universe, you know, reality? I-, I I appreciated it, but there there is the ones that kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. I, I mean, like, one of the ones that absolutely, uh, absolutely every time it appeared, and I don't know, like, if it's just me or if I just wasn't getting it, but any time it was girly Matsu, it was not, a, like, uh, the one with their, 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 fe- like, their female. I, I don't know why, but, like, none of the jokes were hitting with me as hard as other things. And, you know, it is a comedy show. So, you know, like, even your, your, your Simpsons, like, your early season Simpsons, you know, like, there are duds in it. But, those episodes, the girly Matsu ones in particular, weren't hitting for me. The the F six F yeah, those like I got what they were trying to do. Like they're trying to parody and make fun of all these, you know, these idol shows that were, you know, popular just five years ago, like Starish, um, Idolish, whatever it was called, Star Mew. No. You know, there's a billion of them. I like those. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I like the girly Matsu stuff just fine, but when you say it like that, I guess I can't really remember any specific gags or jokes in well, comparison were... to other parts that were more very serious. memorable to me. The girly Matsu stuff was really funny when they were making fun of each other because, like, oh, you don't shower, you wear your underwear three days in a row, but then they're like, oh, but I turned it inside out, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the thing. It's very, it's almost. <laughs> Like, like, have you all turned your inside your underwear inside out for a day? <laughs> I wear it inside, outside, <laughs> backwards, and front. I just go without underwear if I'm like if I'm out of clean underwear. I just go commando. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. actually same, same. I do the same thing. They're definitely yeah, getting I'm, on some notes though, like as far as feminist ideas. I don't know if that was trying to be funny, but like I thought. Out of all the episodes, the girly Matsu ones were like, oh, this is actually social commentary in a way. Like you were yeah. saying this before, This is actually Matt. smart. They're saying something. <laughs> yeah, like, and, 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 
and maybe and maybe that's just me like uh there are certain parts i do love that it is mocking anime and mocking anime trends and that was one of the things that you know is pretty consistent is i guess ridiculing anime that first episode ridiculed anime so hard they had to pull it from all streaming services um you know with the obvious uh naruto sailor moon all those references in that one little bit where they're trying to make the most popular anime ever Oh fuck! Um, it's not on. Is that why it doesn't start on episode, episode two, two in Crunchyroll? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's oh interesting. I thought that was just some some weird like because they have that like non episode episode or like there's an episode that doesn't have an episode number and I, I thought that was uh um yeah episode three I guess it's technically three point five according mm-hmm. to Wikipedia's episode list. I thought that was that they just intentionally skipped episode one because they have this, you know, episode 3.5 and it was part of a joke. But now I understand that I'm wrong. There's actually another episode. I haven't even seen it. Interesting. Yeah. The the first episode, the first episode proper was on Crunchyroll for three days or four days before it got pulled. Mm. And uh, it was all just because of these scenes towards the end where, um, the bit, the bit of being let's make the most popular anime ever so they have all these not even trying to hide it you know like off not even having naruto in an off brand you know like off color you know jacket or having this character be pretend sailor moon no it's 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 the character in full sailor moon garb <laughs> and from my understanding um the those creators did not take too kindly to it so really yeah that's great really interesting mm-hmm. i i don't know I don't know exactly the reason why it's I I don't know what the actual laws like parody laws are in Japan. Um, I'd imagine just based off how they handle their anime and manga streaming, you know, it, it's probably a bit more strict, a lot less lenient. Yeah, they got the guy, the guy from Love Hina shows up and knocks on your door and is like ready yeah. to beat you up. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though, they a Studio Piero worked on Naruto. So. I mean, you think they'd have yeah. some liberty of what they can show, right? Yeah, I, I mean, and that's that's what I thought too. And I, I was kind of amazed that Studio Pro, you know, worked on, you know, Osamatsu, but it's it's befuddling. I don't, I don't know why why hmm. that happened. And maybe uh, so. It's interesting that you frame it like that, Jeff, because maybe this relates back to the the kind of ongoing conversation about how much anime studios actually hold any sort of rights to the material that they're to the content that they're animating, you know. Right. And and yeah, yeah like- Studio Perot worked on Naruto, but do they actually have any, you know, like who owns the rights to Naruto? Like it isn't Studio Perot, I'm assuming is is outsourced and they just you know, they don't really make anything off of Naruto's success per se in the same way, you know, as we've talked about on, on here that, you know, this is um, why Studio Wit isn't doing Attack on Titan last season, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, on the one hand, it seems intuitive. If they worked on Naruto, then they ought to have some liberty. But on the other hand, maybe they actually just, like, don't have any rights to it or any kind of meaningful legal relationship to this stuff at all. Yeah, we said before in one episode that um, most of the time the animation companies don't own the intellectual property mm-hmm. after the fact that they animate it. Yeah, yeah. it's a TV. And it's a TV stations that I think own the rights at the end. Right. Of the, at the end okay. of the day, okay. 
and, and there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of the original, the original creator has a lot of say, you know, say and what actually happens. For example, one of the things I remember as a story is that, you know, the original Fruits Basket by a Studio Dean, uh, the mangaka of that was so disgusted with the uh, the adaptation that she she said she didn't want any more of it made unless it was done by a studio outside of Studio Dean, which is just big me energy. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think there's a lot of just, you know, you don't want to run a sour or, of the original mangaka. You don't want to kind of, you know, it, it, I'd assume it kind of relates to Japanese business practices, you know, like mm. parody is all well and good until you sort of cross and skirt that line mm-hmm. that they see it as not being an affectionate parody, but a, a legitimate criticism. And I, I, I don't like I'm I don't know. I don't know the sociological, the anthropological, like why that would factor into Japanese business dealings, especially in entertainment. But maybe there's just. You you don't want a loving parody because you think it might distract from the integrity of the source material. Hmm. I don't know, but just how they handle parody and stuff, I I, I think it might be that way, and maybe hmm. that's why they just you know killed that episode off because they were making a joke, and you know those those creators weren't laughing. Hmm. South Park wouldn't know. do very good in Japan. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 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 then episode two of Osumatsu-san uh, takes a riff on Kaiji. That was at least I, I, I felt like it took a riff on Kaiji. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And I, based on that, when I saw that episode and how it was riffing on Kaiji, I was like, oh, this is going to be an anime that makes fun of other anime. But I, I don't think I really did that. Or at least it, I wasn't oh, cognizant that it was doing that um, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like it, it's got it, it. Maybe it's not like a a parody of specific anime, but the bit at the end with the baseball game and you know the uh, the little you know let's combine our hearts you know oh, to make yeah. this attack. And I felt like that was just a big old middle finger to every single anime that uses that because they just end <laughs> up whiffing, and it's just but what's impossible is impossible, and it's over. Yeah, it's all subtle. That's true. There's a lot of subtleties yeah. in that. Yeah, like like when Totoko is like, "Oh, if you hit this ball, I'll let you have sex with me," and she gets naked, and then all six of them are like going nuts about it. None of them can hit the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. That's also something that kind of uh, when I first watched it, it kind of made me look at things differently because I think what I don't remember what episode it is, but whenever. Totematsu is saying, you know what's really attractive? The belly button wrinkles. It's <laughs> like, you know what? My man might be onto something. But then, yeah, like, I actually kind of like, no, that's not. Belly buttons are weird. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Actually, they are kind of weird. Yeah. And it's not, not that weird because everybody's got one. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's like I mean, weird it's that just this little hole in your stomach. <laughs> sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's an Audi. <laughs> Did you like their realistic? Does, does anybody actually have an Audi? Have you ever seen an Audi? I've seen person? an Audi. I've seen them. They exist. Oh. Weird. They exist. It's weird. It is weird. Like no offense <laughs> to anybody who's got an Audi. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No offense, but it's a, weird. Your parents shouldn't have gone yeah. to the discount hospital. <laughs> gosh i like this is why we need universal health care yeah <laughs> people with audis need better treatment 
I don't know why it's like, I, obviously it's just, it, it's not disgusting. It's not, it's just, <laughs> it's natural, but I just can't stand the thought of it. I, I don't think I've ever encountered an Audi belly button or like I'm, I'm, you know, I like, yeah, I understand people have them and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that someone in my life has one and I'm just not aware of it. But, you know, in my time of, you know, any, I've never been exposed to an Audi belly button that I can remember. So one of the guys in my high school soccer team, like I, uh, like this, like our varsity soccer team was really, really prone to wearing tight fitting shirts and he had an Audi and you could see the little bulge and it was just like that's why I think it's just so gross to me is because it's just like just tight fitting shirt and there's that little his little button third nipple right above <laughs> third eye so Audis so I, I looked this up on Google now that we're really digging into it so Google tells me you literally that- call it a button <laughs> Google says that 10% of the population have Audi belly buttons. Hmm. There's only one in 10 people, supposedly. Wow. What about hairy nipples? Dude, my nipples are hairy as fuck. It's like 80% 80 of the population. Really? (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't actually think having hairy nipples is at all like... I don't know. Am I a freak for having hairy nipples? And I just You're don't not. know it. You know, I'm, I'm used to thinking that wondering. all men have hairy nipples. Every man I've seen has had a hairy nipple. Not that I look at plenty of men shirtless, but I mean, it's it's just that hair grows everywhere. There will yeah. be a day in time where if you're a male, you will have a hairy nipple. You'll have one hair at least on your nipple, yeah. on your back. <laughs> On your foot, it's gonna pop up, and you're gonna hate it, but it's there. I like, I like it. Hairs that grow on moles; those are the worst. Oh God, no! Ah, uh-huh. that's a nightmare dream I've yeah. had. <laughs> like, no, ew. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, there's a bit from, like, a, what is it? The Daily Lives of High School Boys, where he's just like, I gotta point it out, and I'm like, you gotta. I see a hair growing from somebody's mom. I'm like, handle it, please. <laughs> Is it- well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, come on now. Like, you can have a hairy nipple. Don't have a hairy mole. Yeah, I got to check. One hair. I, Especially one I don't hair. really pay attention to my... I don't know. I don't pay attention to my moles. I got to check to see if they're <laughs> I mean... For one thing, you should pay attention to your moles for just the pure, for the for the the danger that they present. But also, just make sure they don't have hair too. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, Starbucks episode, Amelia? <laughs> realistic? Yeah, is that realistic? realistic. How it many people have shat in the on the floor at the Starbucks? Dude. Literally so many times. Like, it's not even funny. I wish I was joking. I'm not joking. I'm really, I could tell you, I could, I have at least five poop stories Jeez. from Starbucks. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There is, <laughs> there is this one, there is one lady who like, she is crazy and she had some kind of cancer of whatever. And she like would always come to our store after going to the hospital and she had a colostomy bag. And she would sit in our lobby. She reeked of piss, like, and poop. And, like, Mm. we would have to, like, 
we would have to like ask her to leave politely because like she just like as soon as she walked in it the aroma filled like even like the back room like and Mm. the starbucks that i worked at was probably like the biggest starbucks i've ever been in um besides like the ones in new york that are like two levels and um so we would always have to ask her to leave. She would never leave because she was crazy um, and didn't have anywhere to go. But one day she literally like emptied her colostomy bag and it exploded everywhere. And like, oh, yes, no. like everywhere, like everywhere. <laughs> I feel like I've been told the story, but it's even more harrowing. Yeah, it. And Yeah. And then there's another time in not my location, but another location that um, a lady like there were locks on the doors and you had to like it was when Starbucks was doing like you have to be a customer or like, you know, you can't just be like a homeless person like shooting up in the bathroom. So they would um, you would have to get a code from someone and nobody would give this lady a code because she would be in there for like hours. Mm-hmm. And um, so she got really mad about it. And instead of like taking her business elsewhere. She literally pulled her pants down like in front of the door to get into the Starbucks and was like peeing and pooping everywhere. Oh, like at the condiment bar. So like, you're like, "Mm, I'm going to go get my coffee. I'm going to go gussy it up over here. Pee and poop everywhere. Wow. Wow. What a big cat move. Yeah. Is this pre or post sensitivity training? This is, that one was pre. (laughs) That was pre. Um, this one also, also, I mean, just like the star Starbucks is crazy. It, it just attracts crazy people. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And like, I mean, the Matsus are crazy in that episode. <laughs> like, yep. They are being very rowdy, which is like, that's what people do at Starbucks, apparently. Um, yeah, I have so many crazy Starbucks stories. <laughs> I like that episode, though. Yeah, I wish favorites. people. I wish people were like, "Oh my God, look at these godly baristas! Look at them, they're glowing gold." There's the- <laughs> <laughs> they. They really made and, Starbucks feel like a really nice establishment. Like we're going to Starbucks. Yeah. Like well, it I wasn't mean, a lot of them are. A lot of them are yeah. that aren't like in the city, right? Or in a city, or like in a well-populated area. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to thinking of Starbucks as a relatively nice establishment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I am. But the portrayal in the show is it just had like this prestige about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and then like the whole like that he had to find another person to go on their um their uh group date. Mm. Like that's definitely something that happens if you're an employee like a partner at Starbucks. Like we usually like when you work at Starbucks, like it's such like a close, you work with like the same people all the time and it's such like a close knit kind of like, like family almost. Mm. And when you get outside of work, you want to hang out with them because you're like, Oh, I've just spent like 40 hours of my life with you. And then also like, let's go get drunk (laughs) and like wallow about work. And, um, so like that part was very true, but I know that like group dating is like a thing in Japan. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I love. I I can't get over when they were doing the the group dating tryouts. Would different than the Starbucks episode, mm-hmm. and the first guy is like, just so he's like so nervous and so wigging out about it, and then he just jumps up on the table and starts to take a shit right on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, do y'all nervous I, poop? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. No. No? No. Nervous throw up? No. No. You guys get nervous at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I guess nervous pee. Uh, You know, being nervous would make me have to go pee before it would make me have to poop or throw up. Hmm. I sometimes get so angry that I have to take a pee. Hmm. Like an anger piss. I just let the hate flow out of me. (laughs) (laughs) When you take an anger piss, is it like a stronger, more forceful? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I spread my legs. I spread my legs and force it out while I have my hands on my hips. My (laughs) pants are completely removed from my body. (laughs) It is. It is. It is an event. Hell yeah. Like it's that cool. Like it's that kind of it's that kind of like hitting the urinal thing. Like when you go to the bathroom and you hear the guy next to you, and it sounds like he's just like spraying it on the like wall. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> Very akin. Same same energy. Mm. Um. So, so I thought another great gag was the um, when they were walking by the river. When the one guy was walking by the river and sees everyone else having fun on the other side of the river, and then all the the virgin <laughs> superheroes come to <laughs> dissuade him from joining the fun. <laughs> that was pretty classic. Yeah, and there's sort of that um, were they all college students on the other side, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, why don't you come over? Like, don't be so afraid." It takes the entire fifteen minutes just to convince him. To move across, yeah. What, what was Sometimes this? it bees like that. Yeah. There's, sure. There's there's certain bits, I can't remember if they're from like, because it all kind of blurs together for me, but there's certain things like I would end up quoting with my roommate. And I don't know if it's from season one or season two. And I think it's from season two for sure, but it's the summer episode. Like, is there one in season one where they, it's just about summer? Hmm. Okay. Well, there's just a line from it where Karamatsu's like he's t- everybody's telling him what they did for the summer, and he's just going like, "Good summer." And then when they have they say something like, "I played video games all day," he goes, "No good summer." <laughs> and every time my my roommate would come home, and he'd be like, "I just had a bad day," and I'd be like, "No good summer." <laughs> and it's just full of like weird quotables like that. Like I would cook, and I would just be I would say sometimes, "Hasada, hasadu." <laughs> That's just, I love that. <laughs> that I shit love, kills me. That's been stuck in my head ever since that episode. <laughs> I love the Jushimatsu Festival episode. Oh, that one was so good, actually. Yeah. What, was was the one with him and his girl, Jushimatsu's girlfriend in season one? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. that one weirdly hit me hard. Yeah, uh, that one was weirdly emotional. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. The Chibito the one was really emotional for me. I was like, why the fuck am I crying right now over this flower girl? Okay, why is she so yeah. cute? I wanted. Oh, oh. Wait, is that the one with the girl where where uh, where Ichimatsu is on the trying to save? No, no, no. no I'm sorry. Jiumatsu saves his girlfriend from jumping off the cliff, committing yeah, suicide. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the the train pulling away thing. I don't. Oh. That one actually had me on like the verge of tears. As he was making faces at her as she was going by. That I, I, I did not. I and I didn't expect it to hit that hard, like to be so emotionally draining. Especially while Osamatsu, you know, like he's looking for his porn, his his porn magazine or whatever. To the it just weirdly hits hard at sometimes. 
mm-hmm. which you just would not expect. There's also um, there's another, there's another episode that I, it comes to my mind, and it's also the same sort of. It, 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 oh, is it uh, Karamatsu and a uh, Chibita? Is that season one? Like it's it's blurring together. Like I said, where uh, to pay off the tab. Chibita abducts Karamatsu mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. and yeah. ransoms him to the brothers, and the brothers don't pick him up. <laughs> Season one, that, yeah. yeah, that hurt me too. Yeah. I thought that was funny. They have him out in the ocean. He's like on a pole, yeah. and the the tide's mm-hmm. coming in, and they you know, he's yeah. calling the house like, "Oh, you know, your brother's tied up. If you want to save him, you know, need this much money." And none of, none of them answered. None of them gave a shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they're he, like mishearing him on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he takes Chibita takes him down and he's then they're outside the house on a on a like another pole, but it's on fire this time. Yeah. 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 It hurt. It hurt me for him. <laughs> I just I don't know like I know it's a gag, but I don't know why they don't think he's cool. Hmm. He's he's just he's so actually a good person. Where like during why. the, we're like during the cold epi- the cold episode where they all getting a cold. The rest of them are like, "Haha, fuck y'all!" But he actually goes in to help them, and they just just drag him under and get him sick with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just such a he's just such a fun. I just love him. I love the little theme that plays with him. That like whenever he appears and he's trying to be cool, that <laughs> that, that music. <laughs> I like it. They really, I love him. They really do have a strong family dynamic of cutting each other down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. made me it, made me wonder a lot about the experience of having siblings because I'm an only child. Mm. Mm. Do, do you guys feel like your siblings cut you down? Absolutely. Or do they do they build you up? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Prior. <laughs> Depends. It depends on the day. I did not have five other brothers, but the one I did have is probably most most like Karamatsu. And hmm. maybe Choromatsu. So I Choromatsu. might want to marry him. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly, maybe. Which brother is the one that's like the dark brother? They're like, oh, you're just bad. You're just like bad. I think it's Ichi. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, Ichi. Yeah. Big Ichi. But they also are, like, you know, afraid of Jushimatsu with that whole scene, too, with, like, the somebody just turn on the heat or whatever, and he's just wrapped up in his bed. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) He's got the crazy eyes. He does. Uh, Very, very, very good boy. There's not much love for Dion. I think he's one of my favorites. There's literally an old episode where they go, him and uh, what's his face, go on a little road trip. Yeah, the doctor. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, Decapon. Yeah, they go and it's like, and then they get separated and Dion just goes off and tries to, he goes to Alaska. They somehow make it to Alaska. And to see the uh, the lights, the um, winter lights, aurora borealis. Yeah, yeah, and and he's just like at the end of the episode, dialogue. <laughs> that's it. Like that's that's all you need. You don't really need dialogue, do you? 
classic slash. I think you do. You know, Charlie Chaplin. This is hmm. this is where it's at. Hmm. I feel that like the the moment where he pushes him off the cliff after when he's frozen. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that segment, but I I thought that was a, another weirdly emotional one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was weirdly emotional. I, I mean, I didn't get to I didn't get to watch every single episode. I basically just like in my rewatch, I picked my my favorite bits just mm-hmm. so that I could remember them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like again, you could. And one of the things about the show too is how I watched so much of it at one point was there's this app Pluto TV and they have an anime channel called anime all day and also anime all day for kids and anime all day plays a lot of weirdly older stuff. Like we're talking like captain Harlock, Mm. blackjack, Mm. um, stuff like that. And then they would play every now and then Osamatsu san episodes and I would just like when they would do the marathon, I would just put it on in the background, even though I didn't know what they were saying, but just having it on in the background while I did something was was pretty nice. And so when I saw a bit I liked, I would just stop whatever I was doing and watch it and then go back to my like whatever work I was doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's one good benefit of the show, not having, you know, maybe a concrete storyline or, you know, like a, a yeah. hard, a hard plot, a plot this then this happens and this happens and even the last two episodes try to make you think that there's going to be some legitimate change the um the penultimate episode being about them all getting jobs and about becoming you know (laughs) that episode was so sad i was like wait but like they're not supposed to get jobs they're not supposed to not be with each other they're needs they're needs right yeah Mm. Not in education, yeah. employment, or training. So yeah, sure. well, we know we know that they're uh, what the end result is because they have that flash forward bit in one of the episodes where one of them is working like a dead end job and he has like no friends and he's like socially awkward at this dead end office job, and there's another young woman that takes pity on him and tries to bring him dinner to his house and she looks through the window and then there's actually six of them and they're sitting there like joking and laughing and being like all right it's your turn to go to work next no i went the other day it's your turn to go to work (laughs) but then they pay but then they pay back in it's literally just one yeah he's like "Ah." oh yeah that was yeah that was crazy that was crazy i like i i did like that one i liked the Oh, also the wacky races episode. Determine who's going to be the the oh, new. Oh, per- yeah, that one's so good. Yeah, I'd and then love- they're like, they're like, oh, I can't even handle this pressure. I'm just going to go off the cliff. <laughs> 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 like, I'm not supposed to be a main character. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did not get that far. I got about half, a little more than halfway through the first season. But to your point, Matt, it lends itself to to watching sporadically and sort of. Uh, it'd be a good like adult swim show put on. Yeah. It's late night sort of comedy guy comedy and you don't have to. Well, if it was in English, I haven't watched the English dub, but I imagine if it's localized, you know, see crown chin chin. Yeah. Localized. Yeah. Sort of fits in the same category. Yeah. And you're right. It could definitely get the crayon chin chan, you know, treatment. 
I was surprised, honestly, finding out how innocent Crayon Shinchan was just based off that Adult Swim treatment it had <laughs> where, you know, regular... Goodness. What was his ac- his action figure or whatever, his favorite hero, uh, Shinchan's, was like something absurdly adult. We got the kid in trouble, ho! (laughs) (laughs) Ghost stories where they just went off the rails and tried to make an almost South Park-like clone. Hey, can you guys hear anything? You know what I hear? I hear the sound of you shutting the fuck up. Let's see. Seven? What the fuck are you talking about? But I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this could ever get a dub, though. It'd be, like, I, I think a lot of it's just weird, strongly Japanese. Um, like, we, I'm pretty sure there yeah. is. Only because I'm, when I was looking at the, the voice actors for the Japanese, you can switch back to, uh-huh. to English dubcast. Yeah. But I don't. Where on Crunchyroll is there an English dub? Yeah, like, I would like to watch this dub. I would just like it, you know, as an experience of having heard these characters in only Japanese and see what direction they took for English, you know? Right. I'm going to find this. Maybe it's Canadian. There's a Canadian voice. I don't know. (laughs) Those Canadian voice actors. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm going to find it. Maybe they just dubbed the movie. Hmm. Are you Dan? Are you are you interested in watching the the eighties version? I was I was saying, uh, yeah. Do I want to watch the older version of of Osamatsu-san? No, hmm. doesn't really sound that interesting to me from the way you describe it, Jeff. I, I like when they're sitting on the desks and you know <laughs> comparing their penises. Like if they're not doing that, it, you know, not really as appealing to me. It's much more lighthearted. Yeah. I, I can only watch a few here and there. Like I didn't, I wasn't going back. Like I can't wait to watch this show again. It's something you would show to a, like a younger, I don't know, like your yeah. younger person. But. That somehow, when you mentioned movie, that reminded me of a pertinent piece of news that the Made in Abyss movie came out. And I went and saw it. And you're not dead yet. I'm not dead. I survived. Survived. Uh, the movie was fucking great. It was absolutely oh, terrific. And did if you you're like made that mouth fan, pop? You gotta go see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it did emphasize what needed to be emphasized. <laughs> Wait, like, did it, did it get a sequel movie? Yeah, like, there's, there's a movie. So there's a movie that, uh, it's a movie adaptation of the next story arc. So it oh. picks up exactly, picks up where season one leaves off. And I, I say this in a way, I mean, this is a truly a movie for the fans because there is no handholding, no explanation, no setting the story up whatsoever. It just drops you off immediately where season one ends. And if you didn't watch season one, you would have no fucking idea what was going on or what was being referenced or, or the flashbacks or anything. Season huh. one are the two, the two uh, summary movies that they release. Yeah, or the two summary movies. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I do too. It, it gives me a lot of faith that Made in Abyss will uh, do okay for itself as a franchise if they decide to continue as movie adaptations rather than a proper anime show. Really? Hmm. I have feelings about that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you should you you know see how you feel after actually watching the new movie mm-hmm. if you haven't already. Because the new movie is, I mean, it's just like one long episode of the TV show. It really is great. They keep like like a um, who has this Sentai? Sentai wants you to um, pay twenty dollars to watch it online. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. For like a no, rental thanks. too. Like, it's <laughs> not even to have the movie like uh. digitally. You, but Milan like was that. thirty bucks. I think I'd pay the twenty. Actually, nah, I paid the thirty to see Milan. Really? I think mm-hmm. so. You're that hyped on the really? Milan movie? Really? Oh, wow. What? I don't even like Milan, but the fact that it's something I haven't seen, I'm not going to pay twenty bucks to rewatch something that's just re. Like, are they have they added new animation to this movie? Is it? Yeah, the movie is like the continuation of the first season. They gotcha, have two. Gotcha. There's okay, okay, so there's okay. three movies. There's two yeah. summary movies, and then there's the uh, Dawn of the Deep Soul that they just released. Gotcha. That's like I'm a confusing it with the with the recap stuff. Oh, mm. yeah. I take it back. Oh, yeah, no. I take it back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was well, I know you don't. I know you're gonna hate me, Amelia. But there was <laughs> they do this for just about all the Gundam series, and they did it for Zeta Gundam, which is one of my favorite <laughs> Gundam series. And it was a movie that was just some new animation and then they mix it with old animation from the original mm-hmm. series. And it's just like, what's the fucking point? Like you should have just remade the entire thing with new animation. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to mm-hmm. see. But yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, I digress. I, 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 I would pay my, I would, I'd pay 20, I'd pay 20 to see, to see, I, to see it, to see the new Maiden Abyss, but I wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> I would pay twenty to see it in theaters. Yeah, in but theaters. not to watch it in my house. Yeah, if I had to watch it in my house, I would br- I would bring like every single person I could in this house, and I'd be like, "This is twenty dollars." I know you haven't seen the first season, but we've got to like we've got to watch this to watch get the it. value out of it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I do that. Well, I'm, I, one of the things is I am, I was nervous when I suggested this too because I did I was afraid that it wouldn't hit for anybody. But I'm just so overjoyed that you guys are, got the same sort of elation from watching it and thinking yeah. it's actually funny because I thought it was outrageously hilarious when I was watching it, and it's kind of rewarding when you think something's funny and you show it to somebody else and they think it's funny too. Yeah, this so is definitely true because there's nothing worse than when you think something's really <laughs> funny and you show it to someone and, and they're, they're like, like <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, I feel like gosh, I, the, this happens to me all the time. They give you like a pity chuckle. They're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the, or the, or the, uh, if you send them a video over like a message or something, they say like, it's just red, and then when you ask them that person, "Hey, did you see that video?" And they're like, "Yeah, I saw it," and that's all you get. That's the most soul crushing. Yeah, that's very that, disappointing. Yeah, the I saw it is just. Ugh, why am I even here? Yeah, I think the show gets this gets the Otaku Host Club stamp of approval, but yes, I think. Yeah, I to recommend this show. I would highly recommend it, but it's like, who do you recommend it to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anybody with a brain? It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I feel like you have to recommend it to someone who likes anime and like likes likes like Japanese culture. Cause I feel like a lot of the stuff is like, oh, like it's funny. Like, um, when they there's this bit where they were doing and the mom brings out like peeled pears and they're like yes well like that part probably wouldn't hit for a lot of people but 
I did a host day program in Japan and my host mom literally would only feed me peeled pears in the morning for breakfast. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like Mm -hmm. who, like who eats peeled pears all the time for breakfast? Like, and when that happened, I was like, oh shit, that's just like a super Japanese thing that, that happens. So like, okay, now I get that. Mm -hmm. But Hmm. yeah. Because uh, uh, yeah, there like like there is a certain amount of like Japanese awareness you have to have, or it's just gonna be. I don't I don't fully understand why why this is so funny. I don't like, or it's just gonna be wild wacky humor because it does take a certain. Uh, I'm trying to this word is lost on my throat. A certain acclimation to Japanese humor, or it is just gonna be random sort of antics that you would uh, see people mocking mm. as saying like look how wild the japanese are you know mm. like yeah. whenever they do commercial compilations Ooh, or something of the sort commercial compilation i mean i do too but you know and this is something i kind of wanted to broach on and i didn't have a way to kind of like segue into it you know like try to bring some of that a little bit of the big brain conversation but you know like there's certain differentiations in culture you know like, what makes you laugh, I think, is, you know, like, some people would argue that fundamentally, if something's funny, it doesn't matter. It'll make, it'll hit a laugh everywhere. But, you know, I I think that maybe that's not 100% true. I mean, and I was just, like, wanted to bounce it off. Like, do you think that if you hadn't, if you had been not any sort of anime, like, any anime experience, would that have effectively dulled your appreciation of this show? In any shape, form, or fashion. Hmm. For myself, I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. And I think this has less to do with... Uh, I think this has more to do with what I just personally find funny, which is always going to be pissing and shitting and, and like any any like body, body humor. humor. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do think body humor does transcend culture in that way. Mm-hmm. And... Yes. and uh, some and again some of the uh, you know also things about it that i found funny like you know god matsu and the virgin superheroes you know like these are the the, the emotion is beyond culture you know that's just like part of the human experience i think so the the parts of this that i thought were the funniest i, I do think are things that um transcend culture in that way but i do understand the uh, yeah i understand what you're saying and i, mm-hmm. I don't disagree Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, one of the things I kind of was reading just out of curiosity, because I do have like a mild, a mild interest in anthropology and just sociology and what happens, you know, to trans like what makes cultures different. And, you know, like what point of origin do we separate from each other? And, you know, why are we different? And one of the things that there is some humorist like uh, this magazine or newspaper or something was interviewing some popular Japanese humorist like he writes for manga mm. he he does a lot of that stuff and he was talking about like they were they were actually like they were western based but they're interviewing this eastern sort of man and you know the question that was brought up was why is Japanese humor so wild random and funny and like out off the wall and he was saying basically he's like we don't know why it's that way it's the absurdity of you know of the of the bit that makes it funny mm-hmm. and he was saying we don't know why it's funny we don't know you know like we don't have a pinpoint of exactly this is funny because it's absurd 
it's just because it's absurd, because it's so off the wall, we don't even understand it. And you are, as a culture, you like, you're thinking that it's an inside joke, but it's not. We don't know what's happening either. And I'm going to pull it up so I'm not, or I'll pull it up eventually and post it somewhere so that it doesn't seem like I'm talking out of my ass. But I, I, I kind of, after reading that, it kind of blew my mind that it's all just a goof. It's nothing like, it's nothing cultural based. It's just, this is absurd even to us. Mm-hmm. And so it should be absurd to you, but you're thinking it's a Japanese thing when it's just uh, us yeah. trying to be random, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to pull it up. But I, I just blew my mind a little bit. What if it's not Especially a, in relation to the show. I wonder if mm-hmm. it's like an identity crisis in sort of like post-World War II the idea like, oh, we're not quite, we're not Western, but we're not Asian or Japanese sort of, you know, like I think about Japanese music too and how they've kind of pulled from all these like Western influences mm-hmm. and they always have a unique spin on it. Right. Like Dan, yeah. especially like in like punk and electronic music and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And they're always trying to, yeah, I think trying to find their identity and how they fit in to like cultural I don't know, popularity or whatever. Um, uh, popular culture, I should say. But yeah. And I think uh, the answer to that question, I think, I think it would be funny still, regardless mm-hmm. of the, of like, knowing cultural references. Like, I think I just like that kind of humor that has to be, I like being random. I like being in the moment and sort of, mm-hmm. that's the kind of humor that I myself use Especially in, in in uncomfortable situations mm. where I want to break the ice, sort of like okay, it's going to be completely off the cuff and in the moment. Like I said, just and then if it's uncomfortable, then I've then I won. <laughs> if I made you, <laughs> if I made you feel uncomfortable, and there's an awkward silence, like I at work at work at lunch, I was, I asked a girl if if she was a, a orphan. I was, but I said it in a really like dark way. Like, are you an orphan? Cause she was, cause she, cause she's the daughter of uh, or not daughter. She's a friend of my boss's friend. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to think that she was related to my, to my boss. Like, Oh, it's like, she's a niece, but come to find out she's just, her parents are close friends. And I was just trying to get to the bottom of it. And then I just like randomly was like, Oh, you are you an orphan by chance? And there was this awkward silence at the table, and then everyone starts laughing because it's just so absurd, yeah. you know. Like, but anyway, hmm. weird tang- tangent, but yeah. I, 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 I th- but I think that is, you know, that is a style of humor, mm. and I think, you know, I, I, I just asked this because, and it goes into, you know, I, I guess another point that kind of entertains me too is that this interview, and I got it pulled up, it's from the Asia Society, and it was with uh, a Mr. Hisashi Inoue, uh, who is... doesn't say any of his works, but his play, The Adventures of Dogon, was really popular. And one of the things he talks about in this interview as well is that some of the Japanese, the enjoyment of the Japanese sort of entertainment, you know, like Rakugo. I don't know if anybody's seen Rakugo, the uh, Rakugo anime. Dude, not only have I seen it, 
What a fucking anime, man! That's it's, one we should. That's one we should podcast about. Okay. It's good stuff. It's that's good. really fucking good. Yeah, but you know, like one of the things of Rockago is you know it's carrying down the story, you know, down the line, and people will go into these Rockago already knowing the story, but because these 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 storytellers are telling it in a nuanced way and in a great way. It's entertaining, even if, you know, like it's, you know, the old Laurel and Hart or whatever the, you know, who's on first, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that everybody knows. It's inherently in our culture or in, you know, it's known. But if you tell it, you tell it in a new way or a nuanced way, then it's, it's really engaging. And it's like you're hearing it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of some of the bits in Osamatsu, I might've seen somewhere else. And, Mm -hmm. but because they're presenting it in a more, I guess, just. What's mean? Not mean spirited is not what I want to say. Well, I guess mean spirited will suffice for what the point I'm trying to make is. But I think just one of the things I love about the show, and it's and it makes it inherently Japanese, is it's all about presenting something in a new way that makes it just as entertaining as if you'd never, as if you've seen it even a billion times. It's still entertaining seeing it this one new time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not to say that I just go, I just, I just go to coffee shops and someone's shitting on the counter and I go, <laughs> oh, that's everyday life. But it's just shitting, you know, everybody shits, everybody poops. Mm-hmm. But just Osamatsu-san sh- makes it funny through how it, how it's told. And that's just what makes it inherent, really Japanese to me. And that's why I think I really like it. I really, really like it mm. outside of just, it is pretty it's, it's good. That's that's the point I'm trying to make here. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. The recontextualizing of shitting. Yeah. <clears throat> Present the shit in a new way. Yeah. And with every great gag, it, it, the setup is almost as of as of important, if not more important than the actual mm-hmm. yeah release. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I, I I think the setups are often what is so great about. I mean, mm-hmm. Osamatsu really hits the nail on the head pretty much every time, I think. But it it uh, does pay particular attention to giving the setups enough seriousness and enough time to actually like build the comedic tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, we can think about the Starbucks episode with that, right? Like they, uh, you don't just walk into the Starbucks and see Toddy, you know. Um, flirting with these two girls and then the brothers go nuts. You know, they take a little bit of screen time to develop Toddy's relationship to these two girls so that when mm-hmm. the rest of the brothers come and cramp his style, there's already a little bit of comedic tension there that you're waiting for the release. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, the, uh, I, I think, you know, it is a perfect, I guess, perfect episode. You know, like there's certain bits in the show that are perfect to say, if you don't like this bit, you're not going to like the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. And I think the Starbucks one in particular is the one that kind of just, if I had to show someone something from it, mm-hmm. it would be that Starbucks mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. <laughs> that one or are the kerosene one. Those two are the ones that I just love the most. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and the, the the Saul reference was pretty good. Jigsaw. Oh yeah, oh, I lo- totally forgot the fucking <laughs> Saul one. That one is great. I- that that was on point. I thought that hit yeah. hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like him confusing each 
Each each brother. Each brother. Yeah. And then the last one, I'm I'm Karamatsu or I'm Choramatsu, and he's just he's gonna he's do done. it anyway. I'm Choramatsu. He's done. He just gave up. He's just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love that bit. <laughs> yeah, I think if you if you if you like, I think Gintama might be a good a good example of. Uh, a, a gag anime series that maybe if you like this show, Gintama, you might enjoy hmm. this one as well. Yeah, have any of us actually watched Gintama? I have not seen Gintama. I I've watched started on Gintama mm-hmm. and I got to the first 16 or so episodes. Huh. Um, and it's more of the, the only reason I watched Gintama is because the, uh, the mangaka of Sket Dance worked under Gintama's mangaka. And I really love Sket Dance. Mm-hmm. Like, Similar vein, I think, you know, same basic humor and structure as Gintama. And I think it has a lot of the same humor in Osamatsu-san, but it's a lot more subdued and a lot more character-based because time does pass in Sket Dance, which in Osamatsu-san, there, it's, you know, there's just floating continuity. Mm. Maybe it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never actually watched Gintama, but it it certainly does have a... It's it's fan base, right? It seems like it does quite well for itself. Mm-hmm. I, I somehow I thought it was like a shonen comedy. It is sh- show, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah they make they make fun a lot of shonen jump sh- uh, shows. Well, it's, it's a long series, so whatever is popular at the time, they'll kind of poke fun of that show. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, Doctor Slump would be another one. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Doctor Slump has a lot of poo jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to Our do a Doctor really Slump funny. show episode. For sure. <laughs> I could dig it. I could dig it as a listener, mostly because I have only like the a handful of experience with Doctor Slump, and I think the most experience I have with any of it is the crossover with Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Where you know they they uh, Goku falls in Penguin Village <laughs> or whatever, which was so weird <laughs> and just out there, I guess to just have just crossovers in manga and anime just feel they hit different. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Definitely needs more love. Otsumatsu needs more love. It's and- getting its third season this uh, this fall. Okay. So, I mean, there's plenty more. In the movie. In the movie, too. <sighs> um, any closing thoughts on Usamatsu? Soon. San. <laughs> and I was very emphatically said coon as if I knew what the you fuck did. I was talking about. You did. You did. I've, I've been calling it Otsumatsu coon this whole time. So, <laughs> you know, that I'm, makes sense to me. I just, just call it Osamatsu, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, they're all the same. Coon, San, Chan, Sama. It's all the same person. Um, well, I mean, like my closing thoughts are it's really good. I mean, watch it. Like if you can hear if you hear the sound of my voice and you're not watching it, that means this is a, I have failed. I've it's because it's really good and it's really mm-hmm. solid. It's 
You know, and I I know one of the things that kind of haunts me on Mal is that the first season has, you know, like 150,000 people watching it or at least put it on their list. And then season two has like 20,000. And that's just that's a big drop off. It is. Interesting. It's disgusting. (laughs) What happened? Yeah, I I don't know why you would. uh, I mean, on the one hand, I don't know why you would not watch the second if you enjoyed the first i don't know why Mm -hmm. you wouldn't enjoy the first Mm -hmm. on the other hand i'm not diving straight into the second season because i'm still stuck in the morass of ashita no joe and and um meisani koku so Mm -hmm. i guess i'm part of the problem Well, I mean, it, it just haunts me because as I was going to check it out, I also saw that it had a lower score than season one, which is befuddling because usually, you know, the more seasons go on on uh, Mal, the higher the score goes up because the people who have stayed on, you know, to this next season yeah, are going to really generally champion. be hype. Yeah. So, but it actually had a lower score, which just kind of pissed me off. But I do think the second season is honestly a little bit weaker. It kind of becomes, you know... Douglas Adams, you know, the author of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The first book's really good. Second book, you know, has a lot of self-referential humor about the fame that comes with, you know, you know, and sort of like tax evasion and all that. And I think the second season of Osamatsu kind of suffers from the same sort of thing, that it becomes a little bit self-absorbed in in several ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some bits that just some episode, there are a couple of episodes that don't hit at all, but there's also some that really do but still people should give it a chance you know i should like i'm glad you guys did i'm really glad really happy i feel I, it was good cho- good choice by matt thank you matt yes thank you matt. thank you yes thank you yeah like i couldn't take it if i had to listen to fucking dan talk shit about love live for two hours i would have just been <laughs> Crying the entire way, I'm like, no, um, wrong. I, I would, I would do an episode on Love Live. I'm, I'm kind of curious. You know, I've never watched a show like that, but I am curious to see, uh, you know, what it's like. What is the experience well, like? Well, my biggest fear was just it was going to be you and Jeff just shitting all over it, and I was just going to be as a listener just walking down the road, walking my, walking these dogs sadly, like. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, but screw me, right? But that is also, you know, I don't, well, I don't profess that it's like a grand piece of art. It's just, it is what it is. When we do our next anime trivia episode, and you win again, uh, you can, you can recommend <laughs> Love Live. You have no faith in us, Jeff. <laughs> I think Jeff at this point is just to be devil's advocate. He's just going to rig it, even if I don't answer any questions. Yeah. Like, and Matt passed the secret challenge. Yeah. He didn't talk. <laughs> So he wins by default. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like, yeah. Another. (laughs) 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 Jeff and Amelia, do you guys have any closing thoughts on Osamatsu-san? I would say, like, to be honest, the first, like, two episodes didn't hit me at all. And I was kind of like, oh, my God. Do I hate this anime and I have to watch 25 more episodes of it? But then, like, the Tidbits Collection episode, like, like just got me, you know, with farting and the futon and everything. So, like, maybe if, like, you don't, you don't 
like mesh with the first couple episodes, like still give it a chance because there's definitely like bits that will get you really hard and then bits that won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recommend this show solely on the principle of the shitting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the potty humor. Ugh. And yeah, I feel if, like potty humor is universal. It's universal. Yeah. Everybody like, poops. Yeah. And if you don't, and everybody farts, you know, if, and if, you, if this is not your, your thing, then give the eighties version a go. Cause it's a lot more light and you can just throw it on in the background. Especially if you can, you know, if you know Japanese, cause it's not, has not been done. <laughs> um, <laughs> just throw it on, just throw it pretend on. Pretend like, you know, what's happening. And you've learned Japanese. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recommend Binging this show, this is one of the reasons why I had a hard time finishing it. It's not something I'd want to binge in a short period mm-hmm. of time. Um, partly because there's no there's no overarching plot development. It's just like okay, they might build off on a few gags, and yeah, you know, they, they come back up in a later episode. But uh, you like curb your enthusiasm. Watch this. No, I'm maybe that's a bad, bad reference. I, I don't know. I feel like it, I feel like it definitely hits. Cause like curb your enthusiasm builds on itself throughout it the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then it like hits you really hard at the end. It pays. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely pays. And that's really funny. Yeah. Go watch the show. Let us know what you think on our discord, which you may argue with us and we may ban you, but that's okay. <laughs> Because we live in oh. a in a authoritarian authoritarian government style otaku universe. <clears throat> I don't know I mean, what I'm saying. Unless I don't <laughs> give you permission to ban people, okay? <laughs> I mean, you have not. You literally the Discord right now. You've given everybody the same permission. I could ban. <laughs> I could ban whoever I want right now, and I'm not even allowed. <laughs> <laughs> like it's wild. Like a lawless land over here. I, don't know, yeah, I can mute. That makes it sound cool. I can. I just muted Brad. No. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he has been muted, and but then anybody else could unmute him, right? Yeah, they they theoretically could, but I mean, like, it's more fun for me to just keep muting him. Not that he would ever hop yeah. in the uh, the voice chat, yeah, but. I, I, I like our anarchist. Oh, I mute myself because I'm really afraid that it's some that my mic's gonna pick up at some point and everybody's gonna hear what I'm doing in my room. <laughs> I, I, I have feel that, that fear. Like most people are like, oh, I'm gonna cover up my camera because like the government's gonna watch me. I'm like, no, you cannot hear what I'm doing in here. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fail safe. My government man's just going to be like, how many bags of rye chips does this motherfucker have? (laughs) (laughs) He's on his third bag. (laughs) Uh, Um, So we can talk about what's making us happy. Yeah. Finish off the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a a major accomplishment in anime. Did you finish Gundam's? I, you finished Gundam Wing. I finished Gundam Whoa. Wing. Whoa! What an absolute legend! Yeah, it. Mom, uh, get the camera. <laughs> it was it was kind of cramp all the way through, <laughs> and once again, once again, we have space that wants to duke it out with the Earth, 
and then our heroes go, oh, but but you gotta be nice to Earth. But why? <laughs> Fuck the Earth, man. Like I think you know our our uh, our our dude, um, our char stand-in should go and and you know destroy the Earth. And I, I and, and this I've started Gundam Seed this weekend too. So now I, I really like now I feel like I'm really getting the full brunt of, of Gundam tropes. It's like it's always like yep. you know, the colonies, you know, want independence from the earth and they're gonna go bomb the earth in some heinous way, and then our protagonists for some reason that is never clearly explained because they have no solution they have no practical solutions at any point. They just insert themselves and go, But wait, you gotta be nice to the earth. But why, you know, like that no point do they ever explain why you should be nice to the earth? Because I don't think you should. I think, and yeah, okay, I, I understand that these are like advocating for war crimes here, but also, you know, fuck the earth. Like, it's a, you know, fight for your independence, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Gundam Wing was shit. Yeah. That's exactly why I don't really watch any more Gundam, Gundam series that come out. Gundams. Gundam. That's what Gundam. they're called now. I got that Gunnum, yeah. Gunnums, yeah. Gunnums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> Turn and Turn A Gundam is actually a pretty decent series. Uh, I do recommend that one, Dan. But mm. if you, I won't even really get into it. But uh, Endless Waltz, are you are you gonna? Dive? I am not. I am not going to watch. You're not Endless gonna do. Okay. Oh wow. All right. Nice. Uh, you think that's a you think that's the wrong opinion, Matt? Wrong way. No, to do it? I I hate Gundam Wing. I hate Gundam Wing <laughs> so much. Gundam Wing was my first exposure to Gundam, and I absolutely loathed it. It was such a, a CW original with all this angst for no reason. And yeah. the plot was, you know, like you said, why the fuck are they doing this? Why didn't it's it's stupid? Yeah. And if, it, you, don't, conceptually, if you don't like Gundam Wing, you can't watch Gundam Double O because it's the same show. I hate yeah, Gundam Double O. Uh, I wasn't well. going to watch yeah. Gundam Double O either. Uh, I think- yeah, me either. Yeah, Dawson Creeks in space. Oh, well, when you say <laughs> well, it like actually, that, I, I want like to see it. Yeah, what? What? I enjoy Dawson joking. Creek. I love Dawson Creek. I mean, I don't remember like Dawson getting all big old boner about like his mecha. Like the guy in Gundam Double O is like, I am a Gundam. So, uh, I was, I was thinking more Gundam Wing, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Gundam Wing is like Dawson's Creek at all. <laughs> <laughs> what about Gundam Seed? Gundam that, like Creek? Dawson's Creek? No. It, it's, <laughs> so, I I guess I wasn't... I understood the idea that Gundam Seed was supposed to be like, oh, it's Gundam, but they update the character designs. But I, I guess I didn't fully understand the connotation to that, that it is the original Gundam show retold, right. but with new character designs. With, like, modern, quote-unquote, modern character designs. Uh, I thought that maybe this uh, would be like some kind of interesting story. It's not that it's not interesting, but it really is like, okay, this is the same story as the original Gundam thus far, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Absolutely. Now I, now I see it all as a big Gundam trope, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of my recommendations is if you are really getting burnt out on Gundam to watch space, uh, what is it? Space something tiramisu. Which is basically just a a parody of Gundam, interesting uh, with all the tropes and everything. I did, I did see that pop up on Crunchyroll. Is it good? 
Yeah, it, it's it's it takes a lot of points to make fun of of mecha anime and sort of the tropes. Like one of the main characters is so into his robot, mm. and like he, it, it, it's obvious an allusion to certain characters from Gundam, like the main character of Double O Hero. <laughs> you know these guys who are like, my Gundam is is me. That's my only identity, and then they <laughs> do hypocritical stuff like say, well, I'm gonna blow it up now, you know? <laughs> which always fucked with me that. They do that. They're like, this thing is the most precious item to me in the world. I'm going to blow it up. Yeah. And I and just. There's a lot. I feel like conceptually Gundam Wing could be good. You know, like the idea is strong, but the execution is just so terrible all the time. And it, it, mm-hmm. I often I, I thought thought about this a lot with Naruto. I, I would always text Cristela and be like, man, Naruto would kick so much ass if it didn't suck so hard. You know, like the ideas are definitely there, but why are they just being screwed up over and over and over again? And I, I felt that with Gundam Wing too, that the I, the general idea of like colonies send commandos to Earth and they run this guerrilla warfare campaign against Earth and then Earth makes diplomatic, you know, shady diplomatic ties with the colonies and it leaves the Gundams in a in a weird political lurch. Like that could be a compelling story. But it's sure not going to be compelling when, you know, all the characters are totally one-dimensional, you know, lackluster buffoons, you know, with, like, no interesting emotional depth and no, like, who the fuck even is Hero? Like, this guy just (laughs) shows up out of nowhere and he's Mr. Super Soldier, but, like, the fuck, like, what, how did his childhood lead him to the point where he was the, like, you know, super duper Gundam pilot boy, you know? Like, what the fuck is that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta like Build Fighters, though. Build Fighters is the best. I love Build Fighters. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to squeeze Build Fighters in here. I think yeah. either either G Gundam or or Build Fighters. Um, oh man, just G Gundam. I mean, I try to. I'm gonna try to get through Gundam Seed in October, and then Iron Blooded Orphans in November, and then either Build Fighters or G Gundam in December. That's what I'm shooting for. What's making you happy, Amelia? Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) Not this. (laughs) Not Gundam. Not Gundam chats. (laughs) Um. Uh. I guess. You know, I was at my dad's all weekend, uh, burning screens and getting some uh, screen printing done. We made a one color press so I can start making some T-shirts. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was a very long road, though. Yeah, you got to start posting them on on the Discord and Instagram. We can all be your uh, influencers. Yeah, I have to, like, make a website. I have to, like, get all of the web art done. I have to, like, actually make a Shopify and start. I I mean, like, right now I just have to, like, test print on the stuff that I have Mm -hmm. and then uh, get product shots of them done so that I can actually post them on things and on the website and stuff like that. So, but I mean, like, this, like, figuring out the amount of emulsion to like burn time with the amount of like wattage that you have is so ridiculous and so frustrating. And I am a person that like, I usually, if there's something that I want to do, like 
And like, I just like to like learn new things. So like, if there's something that I want to do, I will research it beforehand. And then usually the first time I'm pretty good at it. Pretty Mm. good for the first time. And I was not good at this. And I'm so mad about it. (laughs) Like, so mad about it. Mm. It took me a month to learn how to screen print. And I know that people go to school for this. Like, I know that this is like a trade that like people will have for like 20 years, you know, and like not even be good at it. But like. The fact that I wasn't good at it in a week, I was like <laughs> infuriated. But Dan, I did um, take your suggestion and we got a girl with tits out. So hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's it's what nice. I'm about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, nice. my dad, my dad was helping me with this. And um, we were like just like chatting while we we're like burning stuff. And um, uh, we were talking about like the art and stuff. And I was like, he was like, you know, a lot of my friends are like questioning like what I'm doing. And I was like, oh, is it because it's like tits out all the time? Or like why your daughter is like drawing girls tits out all the time? And he's like, oh, no, not that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. Hell yeah. Respect to dads that get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I get the tits out. I get it. <laughs> he like made me um, send him a picture of one of the screens to send to one of his friends so that his friend could ask his wife if it was okay if he bought a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's some cool parent style. Oh, That's wait. awesome. I want to hear that conversation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think he got approval. <laughs> oh, Damn, that's kind of fucked up in my opinion. I mean, that's like, stupid. It's just two nipples, like Jesus. I Everybody's even, got nipples. I even that's oh my god, that's literally what he said. But um, uh, I covered up the vagina, like you can't see it. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like uh, just like we were saying at Katsukon. Uh, if you can't handle me with my hentai hoodie, then you don't deserve me without my yep. hentai hoodie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh man, that's deep. Um, no, I'll ask us off air. <laughs> Never uh, mind. Yeah. Matt's what's making, what's making you happy? Um, happy. So, uh, <laughs> I just got finished. We just got finished where we did an Agretzko episode yesterday and I had to rewatch all of Agretzko, which I realized that I love and I absolutely love. So that made me really happy. Just getting to re-experience that mm. and just one sitting where I tore through a bag and a half of rye chips. But I've also been doing the catching up on all the seasonal stuff. And I talk a lot of shit about like the seasonals that come out month to month. But this one misfit of Demon King Academy has been making me weirdly overjoyed to watch. Hmm. Just because the main character is so stupid overpowered. But like also like the best guy. He is he is constantly got his hand on his hip in every conversation, looking smug, and he kills people, brings them back to life, and then kills them again until they get the message. And I respect that. <laughs> and I love that. This racist woman, he kills her and ter- brings her back to life as the people as the type of person she's racist against. No. And he's just like, ha ha. Fuck off. And I love that. I oh love that God. energy. Yes. Mm. Yes. Plus, it's it, 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 make, it just makes me so happy because it's got that terrible Chuny vibes where every single technique and uh, and name is just broken English. So everybody's <laughs> got names that are English, but they're not quite English. They'll be like, my name is Mirana Elegant Ford. And I, <laughs> okay. And I just love that. I love that. And it makes me so happy. And 
I I watched I rewatched it all in a day. Uh and I just love that kind of I love that. I love that in anime. And it scratches a weird itch in me, and that makes me really happy. And Nora makes me really happy too. And she's ever been watching me do the pod the entire time. Uh, and also Kaguya-sama, I've been rewatching that as well, and rereading that, and kind of going a little bit too heavy into just comparing side by side scenes to the manga and anime because I'm kind of like that. Oh, that sounds like a cool like afternoon. It is a cool afternoon. You know? It is kind of a cool afternoon mm-hmm. because I, I I am a a big fan of you know like I'm not obviously if you actually tried to talk with me shop about you know like. Uh, animation and filming techniques I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between different types of cuts or anything but I could tell you looking at this panel I'd be like this panel's totally different and they stretched it out into an entire extra scene and that astounds me I love the adaptation process I guess Mm. for lack of a better word but mostly a Gretzko mostly a Gretzko because that's really good really really good that's been making me the happiest yeah we were gonna do an episode on a Gretzko in the future yeah. Mm-hmm. I I am sure you will like you guys definitely should. It probably won't be as bad as our episode will be, which if you're listening to this, it's probably already out. Go listen to it after you get done with this one. Uh yeah. it's an hour and a half of me and my friend Brad. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I'll be mean, doing I'll listen, what? I'll listen <laughs> to it point, tomorrow. Awkward laugh. <laughs> At one point, Brad's like, I think he says something along the lines of fuck living, it's the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Gretzko really makes you contemplate your life thus far. It does. And I, <laughs> like, I'm actually working on editing the episode and learning how to do it, and I'm just like, oh my god, all we're doing is bitching. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're like, hmm, this is what Craig has to listen to all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we don't talk to this guy for like weeks on weeks on end, we just send him these files, and I guess it's kind of like getting a weird portrait of us, but this one is, I'm glad he's not doing it. Because I can't listen to it. I am just taking all everything in me to just edit out entire chunks of conversation. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. though. It's like the take making the executive decision to like what do you keep, what's relevant, what's not relevant. Like and eventually I there's a period where I'm just like, let's just keep it all. <laughs> just like I don't yeah. wanna edit anymore. <laughs> Talk well, for five hours. <laughs> well, it's like honestly, I feel like there's points in where I talk. Like I don't remember what I say in my podcast episodes. You know, like I don't listen to them. But I mean, and at one point, um, my roommate started listening to them too, and he was like, "Dude, you're fucked up." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You drink an anime girl's piss," and I'm like, "Wouldn't you?" But I'm listening to this one, and I got I like uh. Last night, after we got done, I started working on it. It took every ounce of energy for me not to just edit out this part where I was like, yeah, I'd let that giant polar bear fuck me in the mouth. <coughs> so I, I I don't think I should be allowed to edit this because I'm just going to take... You're taking I, all I the joy say. out of it. Yeah, leave that in. Yeah, leave it in. Wa- I don't want to. <laughs> like, it just... Words come out of my mouth and I don't know where they came from, but the polar bear thing is just... I mean, I you're a furry, know. so I, we get it. I'm not a furry. I'm not a furry. Ding. I'm not. Ding. I'm not a furry, but that polar bear is really hot. <laughs> and also, this, is, just a, this is an ongoing joke for, uh, from the uh, B Star days. I also started watching Hunter Hunter, and I started wearing my my shirt 
Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah, it's looking it's good. My hunter, it's my Hunter Hunter watching shirt. Looking which good. I, <laughs> yeah, I. Oh yeah. I guess a lot of stuff's making me happy. But if you listen to that episode, it's going to sound like nothing is. But Hunter Hunter's really, it's really good. This is, so somehow now I'm wondering if the polar bear from Agretico or the polar bear from Polar Bear Cafe is more fuckable. Okay, listen here. Polar the Bear polar, Cafe. The polar bear from Agretzko has a solid job. He's working in office management yeah, or something like polar that. Polar Bear it's Cafe. Like, the polar bear owns a cafe. Yeah, but you got to listen to market trends. You know, he could easily go be out of business the next day. That's not yes. something that I, I'd <laughs> let fuck me because then... You know what? Like, Running a cafe ain't all it cracked up to be. It's not. We're, okay. Anyways, that's the end of my thing. I was thinking... Right. Hmm... I like the um the uh the cool guy that takes her up in the helicopter and goes to like uh Hokkaido for ramen. Oh yeah, Tadano? Yeah, I'd let I'd let him fuck me. I'd what what animal is me. what animal is he? He's a donkey. Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> I'm the donkeys. I guess I'm in the donkeys. Oh, oh. <laughs> take take it back, Amelia. Take it back. Take it back. Uh. <laughs> Welcome Amelia likes the, the doggy show. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hee haw, hee haw, baby. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, God. What's making me happy? Listen to this yeah, conversation. <laughs> no, yeah. we're not. We're not asking Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> um, so I've been reading, trying to c- catch up on My Hero Academia, the manga form. Oh yeah. Yeah, so if I, my, my coworker's been bugging me, bugging the shit out of me, really, for the oh, last coworker, I hope you're not listening, because you've been bugging the shit out of him. Allie. Yeah, fuck off, coworker. Allie, you need to get the fuck off my back, because I'm about to <laughs> slap her. Anyway, um, I'm going to edit that out. And no. uh, <laughs> We should so, do an episode <laughs> on My Hero Academia, then, so the next time she asks you what your thoughts are, you can just be like, oh, I recorded them all. Yeah, listen, listen to, to the it. podcast. <laughs> We don't have to talk about it, actually. Uh, <laughs> the, so I was reading reading it on Shonen Jump, and uh, something else popped up that, that interests me. It was uh, Kaiju number eight, hmm. and it's a it's a manga about this cleanup company, cleanup crew that cleans up dead kaiju. Hmm. And at least that's the first the first uh, volume. And uh, the main character is cleaning up a kaiju, and he's inside the intestines. This is like the worst part, the worst job you can get. You gotta, you know, get in there and chop up everything and dispose of it. And uh, at the end of the uh, the volume, he um, figures out that he is able to turn into a kaiju to fight other kaiju. Um, but yeah, it's like a whole world, a whole universe of, it's sort of tropey. Like you got attack on Titan. Some of the, some of the kaiju look like Titans and there's different classes of monsters. Um, but I don't really know too much what happens after this other than the fact that I like, I like this idea of micro managing the aftermath of a battle. Like Godzilla is in there and kills a monster. Well, what would he do with it? Where does it go? He's responsible. Yeah, all the, where's hey. all the Godzilla shit go? I, am, I just assumed it <laughs> all disappeared. 
they kind of touch on that in Pacific Rim, right? It makes it kind of this is kind of making me wonder if the person that writes this manga was a big fan of Pacific Rim because I now that you'd, you'd say that, Jeff, I'm, I also am like, yeah, that's a really good question. I'd, I'd be quite keen to see a story that zooms in on that more. And uh, uh, Pacific Rim is the only one where I I think of how they they candidly discuss the aftermath of something like that, where like, oh, all the scavengers come and you know pick off the pieces of of the carcass that they think they're going to want, you know. I would like to think that that was the case. Yeah, I haven't watched the second movie, but I do. I do. I think I remember what you're talking about, Dan. Um, and I and I hope they keep up with this theme. Then that it's not just him turning into a kaiju every time he needs to battle another yeah. kaiju. It's like okay, well, that can get repetitive. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's making me happy. It's on Shonen Jump app. Two dollars a month. Something like that. Hmm. Yeah. It's not a bad deal. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Chainsaw Man's on there, and that's really good. Yeah, I know that's really hyped. Mm-hmm. Jujutsu Kaisen as well. I really like Jujutsu Kaisen. You've that's... already read that one? You said it like you don't like it. Well, well I was just wondering. Because <laughs> oh, it, th- uh, the anime is airing next season. Say. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I I knew that the anime was coming, but I thought you said that you had already read it, and you said it like you were mad. Oh no! <laughs> I, I was you wondering. Said read it? No. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there's wondering an, if you read it. There's an anime coming out soon that captured my interest, but I can't remember the name of it. I just remember the premise a little bit that it was like. <clears throat> It's an adaptation of a manga, and it's about a little alien blob that can assume different shapes, and it comes to Earth to figure out what's up with life on Earth, and it kind of assumes the shape of a kid and wanders around. I read about it on on the little... Excuse me, sorry. I read about it on the little Reddit anime thing, and it sounded really, really cool, but I read about it like months ago and now i can't remember what it was called hmm. not ringing any bells not ringing any bells yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to the internet sounds like a kid's show i don't think it's a kid's show i think it's supposed to be like a mushishi style like quote-unquote deep kind of show hmm. Hmm. this season no, I have no idea when. I, I don't even know if the anime's out. I'm just now. I I just remembered the other day that that was something that interested me, and I, I wanted to check if the anime ever came out. Mm-hmm. I looked up anime because somehow I think it happened like it starts in Antarctica. I looked up anime in Antarctica, but it's all about a place further than the universe. I am. I don't know what I'm expecting. I'm going to find <laughs> a, a whole lot of nothing. I'd imagine. I I I I just googled alien blob and I was like, oh goodness, that's gonna bring up some. That's gonna bring up some tentacle stuff, I'm sure. Hey, let Knights us know. Knights of Sidonia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you guys just fade out? Is that like what you guys do? Basically, it's just I, I, yeah. I usually cut at the last absurd thing or like whatever sounds. It's okay, all okay. Cool. I hope it's all instincts, really. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, cool. I hope I'm the last little- I hope I have my something stupid absurd I say is the last thing, like, you know. Getting fucked in the mouth by a polar bear? Yeah, I want to get fucked in the mouth by a polar bear. And Leave it on that, no. And then, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to <laughs> Taku Host Club. Thank you guys so much for listening and being here. We super appreciate every single one of you that listens to our podcast every week. Join our Discord to continue the conversation and get notified when we upload new episodes. Or if you just want to hang out and chat about anime. The invite link should be in the description of whatever platform you're listening to this on. As well as in our link tree of our Instagram at Otaku Host Club. Or on our website, www.otakuhostclub.com. We also have a voicemail box set up in case you want to call in, leave us a message, ask a question, talk about anime, let us know how your day is going, and we'll play it on the next episode. The number for that is 240-324-8295. And if you like our content, it would be super awesome if you went over to Apple Podcasts and left us a review. It's super helpful for us to get the word out. And if you do, we'll read it on air. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode.